The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. My friends are degenerates, but I never change them. Liars, cheats, and hypocrites, not the time for saving. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz. Hour number two, 713-780-ESPN. 713-780-3776. Or you can uh, get us on the Blitz Facebook page. Find the Blitz. Click like. You're good to go. Twitter, at Fred Fowler, F-A-O-U-R. At A.J. is the real. At Aaron is Blitz. At Degenerates975 can text the show you know the number for that miss the first hour eh, sportsy that's two pretty good you holding up over there me yeah i'm okay okay i uh, feel great but i'm you know I'm, I'm 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 out here battling all right well keep going sir uh another guy who uh, is going to be available aj bouye released by the broncos okay so we're starting to see some cap casualties here for sure and, you know, I, I think they'll going to be a lot more as we get closer to, I guess, what, March 17th is the start of the league year. And I'm pretty sure it, it, it's one of those things the Texans have, in all their press conferences, have never mentioned J.J. Watt. I think it's safe to say that they're letting J.J. go. If they're going to try to trade him. And if not, I think they're just going to whack him before then so he can sign with whoever he wants. And good for them. I mean, he, he deserves that. Yeah, the the last thing you want to do is bring that guy back to this crap team next year. Yeah, I mean, what 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 good would it do? Seriously, what good does it do him? It does no good. So I did a little bit of number crunching. If you throw out Brady's first three years in the league, which the first two he was making less than a million dollars in salary, that third year he made just under four million. But you take those three years out, and then you average the rest of his salary. He's only averaged about fourteen million dollars a year. Even with his bu- deal with the Bucks this year, hmm. I mean, no quarterback is ever going to sign a deal that's going to no. put him in the average like that. Ever I, that's again. what I'm saying. It, like Brady, and you went through the list, and the last yeah, we went back to 2012. 2012 was the last time a guy not named Brady or Manning won a Super. Well, I mean, if if we're saying a, a guy named Brady or Manning, <laughs> Eli was one, <laughs> but uh, a guy not named Brady or Peyton Manning, who were the two best quarterbacks of the last you know, quarter decade or quarter century, uh, basically it, it, kind of consensus, right? This, yeah, that, this generation, what, what did Brady make when he was with the Broncos? I don't think he was over 30 Peyton? Manning, yeah. Manning. I mean, not Brady. Yeah. Let me look. Yeah. yeah I, I, I think it was like 25. I don't think he was breaking the bank. Yeah. Which, but every other quarterback going all the way back to Eli Manning, they, they won on their rookie deal. Yeah. It's certainly the easier way. Because there's only so many Peyton Mannings and Tom Brady's that exist in the world. Right. So if you don't have one of those, you probably need a quarterback on a rookie deal, which even goes back to what I said about Deshaun last year when they, when they were signing him to this extension. I said, be careful what you wish for. And it, people laughed at me at the time when I said it, it might make more sense to just let him go and rebuild around a rookie quarterback. I, I mean... Once they got him signed, it didn't make sense because now instead right. of letting him go, you can get a whole bleak ton of assets for him. But right, right, uh, we, yeah, you can't just let a guy go with that kind of value. No, that 
But uh, in this case, you know, now, hey, if you wind up moving him, I, I think it, it, it's the right thing to do. I, I stand by this, and, and, and Deshaun, don't block me for this. I think you can turn this thing around faster if you trade him. Yeah. I really do. Because they just, I, I don't trust them to put talent around him and to go and find guys. Well, and, and maybe that's what Casario can do is go find a bunch of guys that are, you know, seventh round picks and street free agents that turn out to be really good players. Hey, Landon Roberts, former UH guy. I mean, not a guy that anybody really wanted. Turned into a really good player for him. If I can find a bunch of those, maybe. But I don't have any faith in that. I mean, and I'm sorry, Jesus used to be that I have no faith. So the four years that Manning was in Denver, he made eighteen million, twenty-five million, fifteen million, and nineteen million. That's nothing. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's discount right there. Nineteen or what was it? The year they won the Super Bowl. Nineteen. Yeah. So that's I don't know what the percentage of cap was, but that's pretty low. And that was, I think, including a four million dollar bonus he got for winning the Super Bowl. Wow. His base salary was fifteen million dollars. <sighs> He says, LOL, local news reporters trying to tell Houstonians how to drive on icy roads. Good luck. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, if, this one, if, if you don't need to be out, don't be out. If you do, just be really careful and don't slam on your brakes when you hit ice. That's the biggest mistake you can make. Do you want to know what Eli Manning's cap number was in 2012, the year they won the I'm Super gonna, Bowl? Uh, I'm going to say $22 million. Nine point six million. Oh, okay, well there you go. How about that? The year after it was twenty point eight five million. Mm. The year before it was fourteen point one. In twenty, so there was a a year in twenty twelve where he just had, for whatever reason in his contract, he just had a lower cap number. Uh, I mean, to have a quarterback under ten million dollars, even in twenty twelve, that that was a value. I just sent you guys this post from two years ago. From 1994 to 2017, do you know which quarterback had the highest percentage of their team's salary cap that won an actual Super Bowl? Now, are we talking about uh, – because I know Nick Foles was very low, um, uh, if you count Nick Foles. Yeah, yeah I really don't because that was Wentz's team. and I, I would guess – Wentz was also very low. I, I mean, I would guess that – uh, I, I would guess it's probably Eli Manning or, or Peyton Manning. Nope. Steve Young in 1994 with a 13% oh, cap. Uh, you're going back to the Stone now, Age. That's why I said 94 through okay. two, 2017. I, if you look at just from 2000 all the way through 2017. Ha, here's my question. How many guys in the last 20 years have won making more than 10% of their team's salary? Okay, this, only, this ended in 2017 because that's when the, the graph was published. But... From so Brady this year is the only one since 2017, right? Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Okay. Um, Brady in 2014 was 10.4, 10.64%. Okay. Manning was 11.66. Peyton. 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 In okay. 20, uh, the 2012 Super Bowl, the 2011 season, Eli Manning was 11.7. Okay. Peyton Manning in 2006 was 10.4. Those are the only ones in the last since 20 the year years. 2000. That were in double digits of their team salary cap. That's what I'm saying. What? Where was uh Russell Wilson? Point five six when they won. Yeah, he was a third round pick. So what yeah. year did Aaron Rodgers win it? Rodgers was. Uh, 
I don't know. He's not on here. He, what well, year he, was that? That was. That was. He won a Super Bowl. I, yeah. I, I, I know I drink a lot, that. but I remember he won a Super Bowl. They beat the Steelers. Yeah. Somebody says, uh, B-Lamp says Matt Ryan would have done it if the Falcons hadn't choked. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fair one. But it does. It just it's it's a rare thing. Uh, he won the Super Bowl twenty eleven. Yeah. To, yeah. How do you not have that, Aaron? Uh, it's on this. They well, skipped the, that the year. 2010, they missed, 2010 season. Twenty eleven. Yeah, they missed Super that year. So they went two thousand nine. Yeah, 2011. they skipped on it. I guess they made a mistake when they made I, the draft. I, well, listen. Here's what here's what I know. Uh, twenty. He wasn't on his rookie deal anymore. No, he made uh seven. Seven seven five in twenty eleven. Okay, so that seven million seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. But we don't know what percentage of his team's yeah, cap. That, that I'm was. guessing that's not ten percent of the cap. No, I'm guessing not either. Well, that's easy. You just look up what the salary cap was, and they right, right. Yeah, I, I like. I, I don't think it's a coincidence either. I, I think that, like I said, unless you're Brady or Manning, it, it it's really you need a quarterback who's still in his his first five years of his career. What was what was Drew Brees' number at the time? Because he was. Uh, Breeze well. in two thousand, the two thousand nine season, he was eight point three percent of the Saints wow. cap. Interesting. Uh, you got to remember that Drew Brees. He, I mean, he was always he's he's always been good, but until he won, once he won that Super Bowl, he became like a different level of good. So, well, he, Brady Brady was the same way. He won a Super Bowl before he was great. Early on, I mean, they yeah. were a running team with a great defense when they upset the Rams, and then then he turned into a fifty touchdown machine later in his career. Yeah, the 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 contract that that Breeze signed from two thousand six to twenty eleven, six years, sixty million dollars, so an average salary of ten million dollars per year. They got him on, they got him on a discount, basically. Uh, it, well, he wasn't a discount after that, but the, the Saints have done a good job. No, after that, it. he was uh, twenty million a year average. Yeah. His, his average average annual salary doubled. But they did a good job of keeping talent around him. They also they did. They dealt with some cap issues, but they've you know figured it out for the most part. So that's pretty fascinating. I mean, and, and like if when you think of, like Russell Wilson, if I remember correctly, and he was that Russell Russell Wilson and Tom Brady, like the first time he won. They were both less than one percent of their team's salary cap. Yeah, now, Wilson Bra- was half a percent. And what was Brady the year the very first Super Bowl he won? Point four seven. Yeah. So I mean, a seventh round rookie, uh, and and Russell Wilson, who was what a third round pick, Six, sixth round rookie, or yeah, excuse me, sixth round rookie, and Russell Wilson was a third round, third round pick. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're getting those guys on less than one percent of the team's salary. Come on. They're I'm, the only two Foles, aside from Nick Foles. Okay, I was going to say, Foles is close to that. Where was Kurt Warner? Uh, in in 99. 1.3%. Yeah. See, that's another one. Man, when you can have it like that, and I bet I, I, I would guess Trent Dilfer, who won a Super Bowl. He was, was 1.6. Brad Johnson didn't get paid that much. No. Uh, Johnson was 9.6, actually. Ooh. Ooh. They were paid for him. Favre what? was ten point two in ninety six. What about Big Ben's first one in oh four oh five? Oh four oh five four point nine percent, and then in oh eight it was six point eight. So still, man. All right. And what was Joe Flacco? Flacco was six point six. Yep. Yeah. 
That's I think that's the magic number. You know what? You guys have convinced me. Trade Deshaun Watson. If you if you make more than ten percent of your team's salary cap, yeah, good luck. Well, I'd be curious how many Super Bowl losers because we just had. I, I don't know what Mahomes. I don't think his number was that high this year though. So I don't think no, that it'll, counts. Next year it'll be. But Matt Ryan would have been on that list. Yeah. Um. Oh well. Uh. KB on the. Twitch line says, I don't trust the Texans to put talent around Deshaun, and I don't trust the Texans to rebuild without Deshaun. Crap, this sucks. Exactly. Here, how, it's a bad spot. Exactly how I feel, KB. Or exactly what I think. I don't really have any feelings about it. Oh, boy. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that one. That was a little light. But uh, somebody mentioned the Patriots play, paid Bledsoe in 01. Yeah. So, and 99, the Rams had paid Trent Green. But I, don't, I still don't think he was... I don't think Trent Green was making a, like that kind of I mean, they build. brought him in to be the starter. So, all right, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll uh, get to your phone calls. It's The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz. Oh, that sounds great. On ESPN 97.5. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. Uh, let's, uh, let's try a couple calls. TJ, you're on The Blitz. Go, sir. What's going on, guys? Appreciate you taking my call. Just a quick comment. Now, Nick Casario come from up under Bill Belichick, and we all know Belichick is known for getting the most value out of the assets that he has as players and whatnot. Now, right now, Deshaun Watson is a valuable commodity. Yes. God forbid something happened, he get hurt. He has a no-trade clause. Now, he has all the leverage because then you have no choice but to either keep him until he heals up or you cut him. But you can't trade him. Then you well, lose the dep- value that you would have got. It depends on how he gets oh, hurt. Go ahead. It depends on how he gets hurt. If he gets hurt doing non-football activities, then the Texans can get back the money that they would have owed him. Yeah, but I'm saying, for he gets hurt on the field, like for but instance, but he says that. he's not coming on the field. So something's got to. Yeah, I don't come, know. If he I, comes I, on the field, then the, the, the problem solved. Listen, I, I know people are thinking, well, he can come out and play bad or he can come out and fake an injury. The NFL isn't like baseball where you can like you can half-ass it if you're upset or, or you know, like James Harden, what he did in the NBA. If you half-ass it on the field in an NFL game, you get seriously hurt. You can, like, yeah, your, your career can be over. This isn't James Harden showing up in a fat suit and, like, walking around and then throwing teammates under the bus, like, if he goes out there and plays and he's not playing 100%, then whatever happens to him, like you, that's you on him. Now, if you're, I've seen quarterbacks dog it before. You throw the ball away before you get hit. You don't take off running and take a hit. There, there's a lot of things you can do. I, I, I don't think it's in the guy's character to do that stuff. I like to think that it's not either. But, I, I mean, but the way knows? he's handled this has made me wonder. It, 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 it has questions. made me question his character. Uh... Bo, let's try Bo. Hey, sports guys. Sports, Bo. Hey, Fred. Uh, all this uh, 
salary cap talk has got me wondering about a different football league, and that's CFL. I was just wondering your uh, your take on the CFL's future, and uh, you know if they don't play another season this year, what it's going to look like, and if if it can even survive. I'll hang up and listen. You know, it's funny. Thanks you, for the call, you hoser. Sure. I, I wish you'd been on the Twitch because we just had this conversation. I'm very concerned about the future of the league. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know that it's going to happen this year. And yeah, I, I and one thing that has been part of this is they laid off everybody at TSN, which is the ESPN of Canada, like all the all the people who did CFL stuff. And right now, I mean, all they got's hockey. And that's a big deal, but um, I think that's a precursor. They know that there's a real good chance they're not having a season this year, and if they don't, then they, the league may not be back. And if it, if they do come back, it may be five teams. Uh, I, I, I'm very, very skeptical and worried about what's going to happen there, mainly because I enjoy the game. And secondly, I like to bet on them. Yeah, I do really well betting on them, but I have fun watching uh, watching the Riders games with the wife. She's really into it, but it, it's not gonna. It doesn't look good, man. It really doesn't. Bad Tyler says Fred on the way to Blocktown with that Deshaun talk. I know, I know. I'm trying to be careful. I'm I'm, I'm apologizing. I didn't mean it. Um, I, I why do I care if I get blocked? I mean, honestly, I the only time I go to his Twitter is to see what cryptic tweets are there, so we can talk about them. And it becomes such a story, you don't even need his Twitter because Larry Brown Sports and Bro Bible and all those guys will do a story. Sean tweets this. Um, Flea asking, how are the Blue Jays going to play this year? Are they relocating to an American market? I don't think they've announced it, but I'm sure they'll do like they did last year. Um, and the Raptors are playing in Tampa all year. So, yeah, I don't I don't think uh, you know, they'll, they'll be playing somewhere else. So... Did you uh did you see that gorilla glue hair lady got the gorilla glue out of her hair? I did not. Some plastic surgeon uh decided to basically help her out. D- did a complimentary procedure. Oh my god. Don't do complimentary things for people who are that stupid. I mean, he's going to get a lot of good pub for this. Yeah. Uh, he said all it took was a combination of medical grade adhesive remover, aloe vera, olive oil, and acetone to remove it. <laughs> That's all it took. Yeah. Was basically your high school chemistry class is all it took. Or a madman sitting in his garage just like pouring things together to figure it out. And then Gorilla Glue uh, came in and says, um, "We're so- we're aware of the situation." Uh, very sorry to hear about the unfortunate incident that she experienced using our spray adhesive on her hair. We're glad to see in her recent video that Miss Brown has received medical treatment from her local medical facility and wish her the best. So. I wouldn't say anything. I mean, that that doesn't even deserve a response. She's an idiot. Shame. A, a complete idiot. It took idiot. four hours to get the Gorilla Glue out of her hair. And well, I, what is she, two years old? I mean, when my kid was three, he stuck a rock up his nose. That was just as dumb. I can't. We're almost going to break, right? Yeah. I got to see this because it says she's got a message for the haters. Oh, God. Oh, I can't wait to see her message for the haters. Hey, man. F*** that. Oh, man. <laughs> perfect timing. Yeah, well, you know what? <laughs> yeah, it is perfect timing. You don't have to put glue on your head. 
uh, if you want a nice head of hair, all you got to do is go see Dr. Linville. And uh, I had somebody text the show the other day said, I just had the procedure done. It was fantastic. It was great. Thanks for hooking me up with him. And guys, I, I love it, man. It, it, it was, it was so easy and it's your own hair, man. It's not, uh, this isn't hair plugs or some goofy thing like that. It's your own hair. He takes it off the back of your head because everybody's hair grows on the back of their head. He'll take it off of there and he'll put it to where it's missing. It's that simple. And I needed a lot of work done and 2,451 follicles they moved. Uh, and so if it works for me, it's going to work for you, especially if you're a younger guy and it's starting now. Get it fixed before people start noticing. All you have to do is go to 975hair.com. you get a free consultation. And he just wants to help people like you and like me and, of course, himself. Take a look at his hair when you go for that consultation because he had it done as well. 975hair.com is the place to go. Free consultation. Get your hair back today. We could be legends after all. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. <laughs> Barely timed that right to get back. Well played. Uh, having a little chat with our, uh, our intern. Hey, it's Brad Powers time. I know. Once again, I forgot to send Brad the games to talk about. So <laughs> he we're gonna, knows we're, every know game. Knows. It doesn't matter. You, you don't have to send them to him. He's I, a genius. But I apologize, Brad. Once again, I'm a terrible. Uh, I'm a terrible partner here on, on this deal. But, um, Brad, how are you, sir? Excellent. How are you guys doing? Did you, uh, did you cash in on the Super Bowl? Uh, you know, with the exception of the penalties prop that I gave <laughs> out just about to everybody, but <laughs> we all we all ate it on that one, man. I I loved that play. Yeah, uh, I did fine on the other props, which is kind of pondering to me because you know somehow I bet Mahomes over rush yards, you know, because I thought he would be scrambling for his life, so that won. I bet over the sack total for Tampa Bay, that won. And so, I, I mean, when you're betting props like that, I mean, how in the world do I come to the conclusion that Kansas City is the right side? <laughs> I don't know how I came to that. I bet a little bit on Kansas City minus three, and obviously that went out in flames. But overall, they ended up being a slight one. Uh, well, let's let's look at some of the uh, the games coming up this weekend in college hoops. We were supposed to get really the marquee matchup maybe of the whole Big Ten season tonight, Michigan and Illinois. And that gets canceled. So instead, tomorrow, Illinois gets to take on the 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 men of corn, uh, Nebraska, and it, it'll instead of being you know one of the better matchups, it, it probably will be a blowout. The question becomes: Will it be a fourteen, fifteen point blowout? I'm actually going to lean with Nebraska here. I do worry that they're playing their third game already this week. So if you're going to take Nebraska maybe take them in the first half. Uh, but, you know, they, they've been relatively close to the spread here in two of their three games since they came back from a long COVID pause. I just, you know, how motivated is Illinois is going to be the question. Uh, you know, coming off, they've had almost a week in between the last time they played. They don't have that big of a game on deck against Northwestern. So, 
It's just going to be whether or not they're going to be motivated. I think I'm going to take Nebraska, but first half would be the preference. Uh, staying in the Big Ten, one of the uh, one of the the teams that has really just made a charge and and turned into one of the the top teams in the country now. I think Ohio State is is they're fighting for a one seed, if you can believe it. Yep. Um, but they've won eight of their last nine. Uh, they will be home against the Indiana Hoosiers. Probably, I, I guess, probably a about a five six point spread. What do you what do you think of that matchup? I'm laying it with uh, the Buckeyes there, if that is indeed the spread. I mean, keep in mind, Indiana, a little bit on short rest there after, you know, a marathon game from last night, double overtime, a game that they had to rally uh, from from being down, uh, you know, quite a bit late in that game. I mean, under two minutes left, I mean, they're trailing uh, by six points. I think Ken Baum at that point gave like a 4.3% chance uh, to win at that point. So a very fortunate win for the Hoosiers. And they've had two, you know, really fortunate wins back to back. Luck runs out. I like the Buckeyes there. Let's go to the the little brother of the Big Ten, the Missouri Valley Conference, uh, where we end up getting an actual legit, really good matchup between Drake and Loyola Chicago. Um, Drake, who was kind of a cover wagon, I think they started out sixteen and zero against the spread. Uh, and they've, they've finally lost a, a kind of a, a head scratching game against Valparaiso, uh, last weekend, but they came back and just smashed a, a sort of a weak Northern Iowa team. They get two home games in a row this weekend with Loyola, Chicago. They, uh, Drake is probably about a three point dog to that team. Uh, what, what do you think of that matchup? And, and is, is, do you think Drake is real or do you think that their, their big record, the 19 and one came from sort of avoiding the, the better parts of the, uh, the, the Mo Valley so far? You know, I, I think they're for real at this point. I mean, when you got almost a 20 game sample size, I mean, it's tough to say that you're really overrated and certainly that hasn't been the case in the marketplace. With that being said, you know, I, I am going to take uh, Loyola Chicago in this one. They just been to me. Uh, I know that you know everyone thinks Sister Gina and whatnot. This team could be better, and at least if you're going off a Kempom metric, this team is better than the team that made the Final Four run. Just consistently, been the, the the better of the two teams. I mean, what what has been the close performance for Loyola? And that actually might be a question that I have. How do they react if it is indeed a close game because they haven't played a one? Pretty much throughout this, uh, you know, ten game winning streak that they've been on. I, I don't disagree. I think Loyola is kind of the class of that league, and and I'm still, you know, every everybody who has a COVID shutdown, it takes them a while to get back kicking. And I'm not going to just say, well, Drake beat Northern Iowa, so they're the real deal once again. So I, it, I'm a little wary of them as well. Yep. Uh, Big Twelve, really good matchup between West Virginia and Oklahoma. Uh, it's it's at West Virginia, which is always a tough place to play, West Virginia just got a big road win against Texas Tech. Uh, they beat Kansas before that. They, they actually swept Texas Tech this season. Uh, you know, they've got a road win at, at Oklahoma State. This is this team's pretty damn good, and they were the only team that's played Gonzaga within single digits all season long. Uh, and they're playing against an Oklahoma team that has has really kind of cranked it up themselves. They they've won six of the last seven. Uh, what what do you think of this matchup? Probably about a, a three-point favorite West Virginia will be at home. Yeah, tough matchup. I, I like both teams. want to play on both teams. Keep in mind, Oklahoma, to me, probably a little bit undervalued in the marketplace. They played a couple games here recently without two of their better players, including Austin Reeves. He came back in their last game. 
West Virginia got a little bit of revenge, uh, you know, in, at stake here. They lost by four in the first of the two matchups. The game that went down on the wire. I expect more of the same here. You know, they, I, you know, Oklahoma does have a little bit more of a rest edge here, having not played this entire week while West Virginia's played. You know, a, a game that, you know, you see the final and think they dominate Texas Tech. That wasn't necessarily the case. Benefited from, you know, the technical late in the game uh, on Chris Beard, the head coach for Texas Tech. Uh, great technique. Great ejection, the by the way. Great ejection. Great ejection just going and sitting down oh, on the tremendous. court until they throw you out. That's That's the move. Oh, tremendous. And then he had enough time to, you know, fist bump, uh, hug you there. <laughs> I mean, that was as good as it gets uh, when you come to uh, getting ejected in the game. I mean, he deserved that standing ovation. This is an interesting matchup to me because you're talking about one of the best offenses against one of the best defenses in the country, LSU and Tennessee. Uh, LSU's offense can score on anyone, but they don't guard a lick. Uh, and Tennessee's defense is is fantastic, but they struggle to score more often than not. It seems I uh, like I feel like there was a point in the season where I was saying, "Man, Tennessee might be a Final Four team," and now I'm starting to see, God, they just don't have a consistent offense. What what gives here the 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 LSU uh, the, can the LSU defense hold Tennessee off the uh, off the off the scoreboard, or uh, do they, did they does LSU crack the code to Tennessee's D? And a really tough game. Uh, you know, it'd be interesting. If you told me the Tennessee offense for the last two games would show up, I, I want to take the volunteers here where they put up more than 80 uh, against Kentucky and Georgia. And the problem is, in the back of my mind, I still remember the Florida game from several weeks ago, the old Miss game uh, from a couple weeks ago. It was a really ugly performance. Mississippi State was bad. You're right. Uh, I think in mid-January, thinking Tennessee is Final Four team. Certainly haven't played that way the last seven, eight games. LSU's been a little inconsistent as well. Uh, I, I think, you know, Tennessee, you know, Kent Bond's rejecting a Tennessee one. That's about what I have. Uh, Villanova and Creighton, always a, a, a great matchup out in the Big East. Uh, we're looking at it almost basically a pick 'em game. Uh, I think Ken Palm has it one, Villanova at Creighton. Um, you know, Creighton kind of under the radar as usual really really good they had uh, uh or Villanova had a, a a sort of a head scratching loss to St. John's didn't play very well against Georgetown but they came out and blew the doors off of uh off of Marquette who's who's not very good right now and then Creighton who lost to Georgetown a couple weeks ago kind of a bad loss for them they come out and they really took it to Georgetown in the in the revenge game who who do you like here? Who's who matches up better in this one? I like Nova here. I think they started to find them. So keep in mind they were off a long layoff there, uh, and I maybe finally found themselves a little bit with that Marquette one. Usually I like fading teams off a big performance like that, but with Nova, this is usually when they start to crank it up, and they've been the class of the Big East uh, now for several years. Yeah, Creighton to me is a little in, too inconsistent for me to back them in a big matchup here. I just think that the ceiling for Villanova's higher. If the game's close to pick or Villanova minus one, I'll take the Wildcats. Gonzaga, as usual, uh, is dealing with some some big numbers. Uh, I I ended up with a push on the uh, BYU game. I bet Gonzaga minus eleven, and they were dominating that entire game. And in the last yep. two minutes, they let they they had I think in, with one minute left, they had a ninety five percent cover chance, and they end up pushing. San Francisco's not great, but amongst 
West Coast Conference teams, this is at least one of the spots where you expect to see a good effort out of Gonzaga. You expect them to sh- to show up on the road against you know one of the three or four better teams in that conference, ready to play. 17, 18 points. You'll probably you'll probably end up having to pay nineteen if you're going to count into Gonzaga tax. Do you think Gonzaga can can get separation from the Dons? I do. Keep in mind, San Francisco's coming off a long COVID layoff. Uh, didn't look good yesterday in an upset loss to Pepperdine. I was on Pepperdine in that game, and I just yeah, I'm not. I have to question whether San Francisco's still going to have their legs uh, for this game against Gonzaga. And to me, it's all about Gonzaga's motivation. I mean, they look at times bored, but, I mean, they're perfectly capable in every single game, and no matter who the West Coast Conference opponent is, if they want to beat them by 25, 30 points, they're fully capable of doing it. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts. I mean, there's – there's and on top of all the games coming up this weekend, there's still some games tonight. I, I want to get your thoughts on a couple of these Pac-12 teams, namely Colorado and USC, who I think are kind of the, the – cream of the crop out there am i am i wrong in thinking that and usc's got a big spread tonight i don't know if i want to deal with them but colorado is is essentially a a pick them uh against stanford and i know stanford's been playing better of late but am am i just overvaluing colorado or my mine eyes deceiving me well keep my stanford's been playing you know last six seven games without a bunch of players looks like a couple of those guys are back so if you're wondering why that spread is the way it is. That's part of the reason. But, I mean, again, those guys could be rusty at this point. Man, Colorado, I, I got some bad mojo with them. I have a bad pulse on Colorado because I took them on Saturday against Arizona, looked really good the first half, didn't get the job done as far as getting the cover uh, against the Wildcats there. And then, you know, Oregon State, the, the, the other night, uh, I, Oregon State's been playing well. I, I didn't trust Colorado. It was a huge number. And Colorado played one of the best games of the season. Just blew out the Beavers from start to finish. I, I, I'm not the guy to ask when it comes to Colorado. <laughs> the fact that I've lost two big plays, you know, on their games here, one on them, one against them here in the last week. The the game that was most confusing to me, and, and I kind, I guess in my mind, I just assumed that that Chris Duarte wasn't going to play tonight because his injury looked pretty nasty, an ankle injury. But Oregon still opened up minus one and a half against Arizona State, who I think is wildly overrated. They've got some talent, but it, like they, they have no rhythm on offense. It's street ball is what it is, and it just it doesn't work at that level. And then the line switched, and now Oregon's a, a point-and-a-half under – or a point-and-a-half dog. Like, am I, am I missing something here, or, or why, why is Arizona State getting uh, steamed today? Part of it is that injury there, you know, his questionable status. Uh, and keep in mind, they've been playing kind of with one arm, uh, you know, tied behind their back here, since, you know, with multiple players out due to COVID. And really, since they had a two-week layoff, I mean, they've come back and lost outright Oregon. I'm speaking of against Oregon State as a double-digit favorite. Washington State as a double-digit favorite. They lost the game outright. And then, you know, played pretty much two expectations against Washington. So, I, I mean, current. You know, status for, for Oregon, I haven't been, I'll disagree with you. I haven't been that impressed uh, since they returned from that layoff. But then again, I, I think Arizona State's way too inconsistent to lay any points there. Uh, a game that I just didn't touch. I, I don't necessarily disagree with the line move, but uh, I'm not anxious to, to, to follow all the money at this point. What's your favorite uh, side of the night tonight? 
You know, I took Iowa State, a team that I've been cashing tickets on. Keep in mind, recent recent form for Iowa State, they played like three or four recent games without three of their best players. Since some guys have come back, I mean, they had competitive losses against West Virginia and Oklahoma, two teams that are better than Kansas this year. Uh, and then even the other night, Iowa State probably should have beaten TCU outright as a sizable underdog in that one. I know that you look at the record and say Iowa State's terrible, but, man, I'm catching 15 against, you know, the, probably the worst Kansas team we've seen in 20 years. I mean, I'm going to take the Cyclones plus that big number tonight. I don't blame you. Iowa State caught a big number earlier uh, over the weekend, and they, and they covered it. it. I don't think they're good, uh, but I, I think – No, that, no, but I, they don't need to be good to cover 15. Exactly. Against, you know, a Kansas team that's, you know, top, borderline top 25. That's Brad Powers. Hear him, uh, or you can find him on Twitter at Brad Power Seven, and of course you can uh, you can find him at Brad dot com. Appreciate the time as always, Brad. You're the man. Uh, didn't even need my notes. I appreciate it, man. I'll talk to you next week. All right, sounds good. Take care, guys. All right, all right. We're gonna take a very quick break. Come back. We've got a very special gym of the day. Someone who got what they deserve. We'll just say that it's the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five. 92.5. You're listening to The Blitz. Hey, guys. Sports to you. On ESPN 97.5. Sports to you. You're listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz at Sam Houston Race Park Thursday, where we're giving away a pair of tickets in every show to see all the live action during the 27th annual Thoroughbred Racing Season. Live racing begins at 6.45 p.m. on Friday and Saturday night. Every Friday night, enjoy $2 long necks and $2 wines. COVID-19 protocols will be strictly observed. At 555, caller number 5 at 713-780-3776. Gets a pair of tickets to Sam Houston Race Park. Get your wagers in as early as possible. Visit SHRP.com for more info. Can I throw an audible in there? Sure. Let's give away two pair. Really? What? I found a second pair. So oh, we're gonna give yeah, away two in pair. other words, somebody else forgot to do it today. You could tell the people we don't we don't need to make it. I'm not throwing anybody under a bus. Well, I'm just saying I found another pair of tickets them, that we can give away. Throw them under the bus on the slick roads outside during the storm. Uh, but at five fifty five, so caller five and caller eight. Does that work? Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah, and uh, they're about four minutes to the third race. To just had a long lightning delay out there today, uh, and they had their first uh, Wednesday card yesterday. So. Oh, 713-780-ESPN is your number, 713-780-3776. Let's do the Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. Man, I had a really, several very good candidates today. And a friend of mine sent me this one. AJ, if you were going to steal a gun, wouldn't do it. Aaron, Aaron, let me let me ask you this question, dude. Just purely hypothetical. If you were going to okay. steal a gun, where's the last place you would try to steal it? Uh, a military base. Okay. An actual gun range. Ding, 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 ding. 
a uh, man. <laughs> that, that's also a good call. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what happened in Las Vegas. A man tried to steal a gun inside a facility. Ugh. He did not succeed. <laughs> what you think? Runs outside and attacks a police officer with a screwdriver in the parking lot. He had a gun, didn't he? No, he didn't get the gun. He was trying to get the gun. Oh, and they stopped okay, him. okay. Wise. He was Got trying it. to steal a gun in a gun range. That didn't work out, so he thought he would attack a, a police officer with a screwdriver. What do you think happened when there was a police officer already in there and several employees? I believe that guy got his ass whooped. Uh, that guy got his ass shot 14 times. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I worked at a gun range. Ooh. Every employee is allowed to open carry all they want. And guess what? Some of them are ex-military or some of them could not pass like physical stuff to get in the military, but they went through tactical training. Oh, no. They're just waiting for it sometimes. Well, that's um, that's what we call a hard lesson learned right there, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but police officer Andrew Wynn was in the facility and basically the guy there was a guy taking a class and the dude tried to get in his bag and get his gun damn so Got him. then he uh he ran out and there was the the police officer's partner was waiting outside and so he attacks her with a screwdriver she's in the hospital she'll be okay but as he was attacking her guess what happened they lit him up well did it teach him a lesson? Uh, well, he, if he learned anything from it, it ain't gonna do him any good. No. Is he still alive? No, fourteen. No, no, no. No, think about it. That I mean, was kind of the joke. <laughs> yeah, think about it. These guys who work at a shooting range and a police officer hit you fourteen times. Probably not. Going you're not way. getting up. I've seen a few people that are just horrible. I mean, they carry, but they're horrible shots. Mm, I don't think that was the case here. Uh, but uh, basically, you know what? Part of that is. A lot of people who have carry license don't go to the range. These people are at the range, yeah. which means that they're probably sharp enough to to really. Yeah, I mean that's what we would do. Appropriately carry. Um, there is actual video of this out there, by the way. Oh boy, that you can find from the surveillance camera uh, if you want to see it. But um, it it happened very quickly, and what happened was they called the police because the owner reported he tried to steal his gun, and so they followed the guy outside. And he basically pulled out the um, the screwdriver and attacked the uh, the second police officer. If you're a turd, it's going to come it's back gonna come to back you. It's going to come back to you. So, you know, yeah, I know it's not the most uplifting story that a guy died getting shot 14 times. But again, what a dumbass. <laughs> yeah, that would have been in the dumbass report if it had happened sooner. So, yeah, and, and for those of you on, on Twitch who want the link, I will... Uh, I will put that on Twitch now. So uh, that was your Zadok Jewelers Gym of the Day. The Gym of the Day. It's the Gym of the Day. The Zadok Jeweler Gym of the Day. Uh, yeah, Rain Man, what kind of dumbass brings a screwdriver to rob a, rob a gun range? Not, not wise, guys. I mean, I, that, honestly, that's. <clears throat> and then attack a police officer with it? I got bad news for you. That That is not going to end well. You ain't going to make it. Nope. Nope. And I am not going to feel sorry for you either. It's hard to feel sorry for him, right? Yeah. Um, I'll just say this. At least it was quick. <laughs> it hit 14 times. But 
Yeah, there's there's a lot of stupid people out yep. there. All right, we're going to take a very quick break. Two hours in the books. Don't go anywhere. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97. 592. 5. 